for some, good evening. For others, or should I say good night? Uh, <laughs> for others, it's good morning. Uh, it's about, it's March 26th. It's about 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, going on midnight for those on East Coast time and my people out West, it's, it's about 10. Uh, but my typical Tuesday night, Wednesday morning uh, podcast with this, obviously trying to give you a little boost as we jump into to hump day, um, or as I used to call it, and I still call it Wednesday. And with Wednesday, it's not uh, your typical W-E-D-N-E-S D-A-Y. It's Wednesday, W-I-N-S day. Get wins today. Uh, Wednesday, again, is that day that we typically look at that we don't necessarily feel as glorious, but we're looking to try to get over that hump. And today is the day that we should be taking off uh, positive energy to start your day, making sure that you're greeting those people that you see early in the morning with positivity, make some people smile in the morning to get their day going. Um, and I think that'll also fuel your day. Uh, the topic for today, it's it's funny because I the topic came to me on Sunday and this week with work has been this week. It's only Tuesday. Uh, it feels like it's it's Friday. Um, but with that said, the topic that I have for today is basically being grateful for the things that you used to pray for that you now take for granted. Obviously, when I type the title, I'll change that up a little bit. Um, and when I the thing that brought this topic up, it was Sunday. I went out to the beach and I had ran on the beach, knocked out seven miles, felt good. It was just good to sit out there. Met one of my boys, Zoom, out there and his son. And we, we chopped it up for a little bit, ate, all that. Um, but as I came home, I started doing laundry. And this is where the the thought of the podcast came to me because I'm doing laundry I'm stacking laundry or clothes on the floor in these piles after I fold them. And I started looking at these pile of jeans and I started laughing to myself because there were six pair of jeans there. And I was looking because I was like, oh, this is it. This is my podcast for uh, Wednesday or Tuesday night. Those four pair of jeans were Levi's. There were two other pair of jeans right there. And this wasn't like including anything I have in my closet. But I was laughing at that because I remember having two pair of jeans that I would just rotate, try not to get too dirty because I'd have to wear them again later on that week or, you know, the next day Um, and literally sitting there laughing because I was like, okay, here goes six pair of jeans. This is a pair of jeans for every day of the week. Not that I'm going to need six pair of jeans, but for me, it was like that aha moment. Like, ah, I used used to dream about this. I know it sounds silly, but I used to wish for this kind of thing to make sure you had a different pair of jeans for every day of the week. And I think that's common for a lot of people that, you know, you don't have a pair of jeans, especially as kids, you may not have a different pair of jeans for every day of the week, but this is just the beginning of the story. I had a little aha moment there. And some of us that are, that are into the church or into faith, you know, that sometimes God shows you things and it's not just a glimpse of it. He gives you a lot of it at one time. And Sunday I had that, (laughs) that feeling in my stomach, like, oh my goodness, but from that, the jeans, I'm like, oh, I need to go out to my car and grab uh, some stuff out of my car. But as I'm walking to, well, through my kitchen out into the garage, I'm like, dang, I got a garage too. Open the garage door and I, my car is in there. And I'm like, you got a nice car. It's a luxury car. It's nice. It works. Everything's good in it. I grab my dry clean out the back seat because I'm about to go hang up these clothes. And I'm looking at these and I'm like, You take your clothes to dry cleaners, 
you got about five shirts here. Who knows how many dress shirts you have in your closet? Wow. Okay. You definitely didn't have this when you first started your professional career. You had a couple pair of pants that you would rotate and you had a couple of dress shirts that you were rotating. My outfit game, you know, I could rotate these outfits and these shirts and pants. I was nice with it. Uh, but no, just looking at those, it's like, man, this, this is, this is good stuff. Like this is, these are things that you used to wish for, dream for, pray for that you now have and you take for granted. And just like to top on that, and I, I'm going to tie this back to three friends of mine, three childhood friends of mine. Uh, one of them I still talk to here and there. We're actually going on a golf trip. Uh, I don't know, we've done it for like the last five or six years. I missed last year, but he's one of my buddies I go golf with when we do this golf trip. Um, and we'll start with him. And it's funny because like he used to live in Hayes Colony. And I'm from Delaware, Ohio, a small town. People from Delaware, Ohio, and that's who this one's for. Uh, they know where Hayes Colony's at. And it was funny because I used to look at, they always had drinks, Gatorade, pop, juice, water. And then I had another friend. <laughs> There's two more friends here. One lived in Wesleyan Woods, or two of them lived in Wesleyan Woods. Same thing. Theirs were always in the garage. They always had juice, pop, water, whatever kind of drink you wanted. It was out there. Whoever wanted it, go get it. And I had another buddy that lived on Colford Court in Delaware. And again, they always had drinks. And I don't know what my, my obsession was with drinks, but as I'm coming back in my garage carrying my dry cleaning stuff, in my garage and any of my friends that come to my house now, you ask them, they're like, yeah, he's, he's obsessive about these Gatorades and waters. I always have water and Gatorade, one in my pantry. I also have them in my fridge and I also have them out in my garage. I don't know why I, I associate that with a piece of comfort. Like I like that I have those, but it's just the things that you used to wish for, ask for, pray for that you now have on a regular basis that you take for granted. And I kind of want to break this into, you know, three different categories and one like three different categories, material things, which I just kind of talked about. And one of the big things there is the grocery. I'm a, I like going to the grocery. I like having my refrigerator full. I invite friends over and I like being able to cook meals and they don't have to bring anything. It's like, I got y'all come on over, whatever. And they don't need it, but it's just something that provides me with a sense of comfort. And it also allows me to and I don't think I actually I know I didn't. I wasn't thankful or grateful for this until I started thinking about this podcast. Like, man, I'm, I'm glad I'm able to do this kind of stuff now. And I know this relates to other people because I know we all have things that we used to wish for, dream for, pray for that we have now and we take for granted. We do it every single day that things maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, depending on your age and depending on what you're doing, you didn't have those things. These are things that you, you prayed that you had. And I mean, the second piece of it, it's, it's more time consuming, I think, but the mindset piece of it and with the mindset, I think that's something that it's not natural. Um, I was very fortunate because I had influential people around me. I had a sense of, not even a sense of, I had diversity around me. That's race, that's color. I mean, that's race, that's color, that's uh, their education, their careers. I mean, hustlers, business people, like all that. And being able to see them and how they maneuvered at that time, I don't think I took it for, I don't think I took it as what it was. I was just like, oh, they do this, they do that. Now I look at how that was impactful and how that impacted me and how it was able to help me do better in life. And also there's other things like it's not a natural progression when you look at your mindset, but you know, that competitive spirit, 
Like, were you in sports? Were you doing something competitive that built you up to where you can take a couple losses and it's not a big deal? You'll bounce back and you're like, all right, cool, I'm going to win in a second or I'm going to win next time we play. And every time you step out, whether it's at work, whether it's on the basketball court, you play to win. And that's that sense of a competitive spirit. And again, this is, these are things that I don't think that I necessarily took for granted or even thought about, but they were instilled in me when I was going through some of the struggles that I was going through. And I think those all those same struggles in like competition or competitive spirits, it, it builds a mental toughness. And at, earlier tonight, I'm listening to uh, Inky Johnson. And when it comes to that mental toughness, he had said something in one of his messages around uh, commit beyond your circumstance. And I think that is the, the definition when I say mindset and being grateful for some of the things you used to wish and pray for. I don't think I wished or prayed for the, the mindset, but it's something we should all be praying for now is a stronger mindset and committing to things that regardless of what your circumstance is, you still committed to something. You're going to continue to pursue that. And that's something I think a lot of us miss. And if we're not intentional about it, it's not going to come to fruition. So I encourage you guys to think about some of those things that you want and commit to it. Go get it. Um, sorry, you know, off on a tangent there, but the mindset piece some of the progression and again, just along those same things, being grateful, I look at now, I view myself, regardless of what anyone else says, as a victor versus a victim. I used to always feel like things are happening to me and I don't have control over it. I can't control my circumstances. But now I look at it like I have way more control over my circumstances than anyone around me does. Um, I feel like when I go into battle, yeah, I'm going to win. I take this week frustrated at work. And did I get pissed off? Yeah, super pissed off. But at the same time, I already have my game plan. Like, yeah, I'm mad right now. I know how I'm going to win. Cool. It's a different mindset. Most people get in that space and give up. I already have a plan. Now, do people love my plan? Maybe not, but I have a plan. That's how I'm going to get to the top of it. And, you know, even from a mindset perspective, just on time or early versus being late. Like, I think that's a big shift in people's mindset. People are consistently late. Those people on time look at it and say they think their time is more important than mine. That's not true. And that's not how people should view you. So even a shift in mindset from time, um, the, the I can versus I can't. So many different things that change that I think we, we should be grateful for. We take it for granted that we don't really look back and say, wow, look at the progression I've made or look at the help I've had or, you know, just realizing the growth that you've had that you were wishing for, that you think, oh, I worked so hard to get this. Yeah, you worked hard, but some of that is you had other people helping you, whether it was God, whether it was mom, dad, brother, sister, friend, peer, whatever. You had those people pushing you that helped you get to where you're at. And to give a specific example of one of the, the things that I'm very grateful for, and I hope they listen to this because I think these two in particular were very impactful and influential in my career and still to this day we don't talk as much as we did but we still have a group a group message that we you know we shoot each other messages back and forth um we had this this group and we called it the garage because where we sat at was kind of <laughs> off from everyone else and we were in this room and that's the garage started off it was david tony or actually when it started off it was liz stump uh joe brim and myself uh, but then it, it changed and it was DT or David Tony, Joe Brim and myself, 
uh, Liz, I don't know if Liz had moved out by then or not. Liz was in there for the most part. But with that being said, we had conversations in there that, you know, it really pushed you, it challenged you, and you couldn't quit. Like, regardless of how upset or mad you got, you couldn't leave the room. Like, that's where you sit at. We would get in debates, and it wasn't like you could shut down or you could uh, turn it off. It was like, you're going to entertain this conversation. We're using the whiteboards, we're using data. And it was very different because you had DT, who I looked at like, he's an entrepreneur. He's just, he's, he's trying to get it. He's very creative from a social media perspective and just entrepreneurial. Joe, same thing, very entrepreneurial, but he's more creative in marketing and, and artwork and design. So mindsets are very different. Liz was more of a project manager. So she's more, it's got to be structured. You need a plan. You need this. And I was, <laughs> I was just kind of all over the place. I was just trying to grind and go get it. Um, so you put us four in the same room, shut the door and we can have language. Yeah, it wasn't always great, but we got in that space and that really formed me in a way that it's okay to have tough conversations. It's okay to push back. It's okay to challenge the norm. And also listening to some of the conversations it pushed you to another level that again, I don't know that I was actually grateful for those conversations at those time at that time. Um, I remember one conversation specifically, it was me, Joe and DT. And we were looking at the structure or the makeup of the facility that we worked in. When I say the structure, I mean the diversity aspect of it. And we sat there and we said, you know what? There's only two people in this entire building that are black, that are a pay grade eight or above. Whether I was joking or not, I remember telling Joe, I was like, oh man, give me a couple years, I got it. And <laughs> that conversation resonated with me for a long time. And so this day, like I said, I still remember that conversation. And that would consistently push me to, all right, you're not there, you're not there, you're not there yet. I got there, obviously. But those are things that like, Joe, DT, Liz, I'm grateful for those conversations. And I don't think that I've been, I've, I've never told them, I've probably told them thank you for other things, but I never told them like, you know what? You guys helped create something that I used to dream about or I used to wish about. And it's because of those kind of conversations or it's because of those situations that I was put in that they helped me overcome. And I know we've all been in those situations where the things we used to wish for, the things we prayed for, the things we dreamed about. We now do them on a daily basis, but we don't really take time to give the gratitude or the have that attitude of gratitude towards the people and the, the places that help form us to what we are now. I encourage you to go back and you know, give thanks to those people. Um, the other piece, when I'm still in this mindset, I guess section of this conversation of this podcast the big piece for me that I look at now is like the student versus teacher versus the student. And I think it's like a, it's, it's a cycle because you start off as a student and you're learning from your teachers. And then you get to a point, if you choose to, if you're intentional around your time, like I said, this is not a natural progression, but you get to a point in your career where you become a teacher because you've, you've mastered something or you've become an expert in that space. So you start teaching other people what you feel you know or what you feel you've been successful or good at. And from there, like I take right now, I feel like I've been, I don't take as cocky as you want, I don't care. I got good at some things and I started teaching people and I started to see other people be successful with some of the things that were being taught to them. And then now I'm back in, am I teaching? Yes, am I teaching, coaching, developing? Yes, I'm passionate about that. I'm, I feel like I'm always gonna do that. 
But at the same time, I'm back in a, in a learner mode. And those that know me, they know I read every day. They know I want coached. I want developed. And those are the things that I think, again, it's a cycle. It's a mindset that originally you didn't have that, or maybe you you prayed that you had that and you didn't have it. But as you continue to progress, you start to see changes in yourself and you start to appreciate some of the things that you felt you disliked or that were struggles for you earlier on. So again, you see growth in yourself that again, are you giving that gratitude? Are you saying thank you for the growth that you've been able to experience one do through experience and process, but others do or others from coaching and advice and life experiences that others have helped you get or have. Um, the other the other piece I want to talk on there, and I've said this a couple times now, it's not a natural progression, uh, but I think the your background, where you come from, it matters. Do I think if you're you come from less, you're always going to be less? No, but I do think you have additional challenges to overcome when you come from a background that is is less fortunate. And I say that because of how you view the world and how you view what you're capable of is different than someone who comes from a wealthy family or an upper middle class family. Uh, the expectations are different. Um, and I say expectations are different because there may be two kids. One grows up in low SE, well, low income, low socioeconomic status, a poor community, um, and someone else who grows up in the upper class community and their definition of, let's just say wealthy or rich, kid from the hood may say, you know what? If I make $50,000 a year, I'm rich. I'm getting it. No one in my family ever made that. The kid from the upper class may say, you know what? I only make 200. I'm only going to, I'm only making $200,000 a year. That, that's nothing. So they push themselves and they have different measurements of success, which are fine because everyone needs to define their own success. But I think at times you can limit your success by not putting yourself in a diverse situation or growing up in a place that you don't see diff- things differently than what's around you. Um, and again, if you're able to get in a space where you are fortunate or blessed enough to see those different kind of people in your life, those are things, again, that we need to be grateful for. And the fact that I, I look at myself and I'm saying, I'm around these people every single day. Grateful for that. I never looked at it like, wow, you're lucky to be, I shouldn't say lucky, you're blessed to be in a situation where you're around successful people that are very different than you. So you have an opportunity to learn, which in turn makes you better. Uh, the other piece that, you know, I really wanted to talk about when it comes to being grateful and not necessarily thinking about it or being intentional about being grateful about this stuff is I look at myself and just take money. Money is something, and this is a funny topic because Part of this came from a conversation I was having with one of my friends, and part of it's just something that I've realized through the course of my life. Money is a topic that most people don't want to talk about. And I say most people, I think people that make a lot of money, wealthy people, or people that are trying to accumulate wealth, they're okay talking about money. I don't know why it's like frowned upon. I think because it can make people uncomfortable. That's actually, that's, that's, my, that's my theory. People don't want to talk about money because it can make other people uncomfortable. And that's okay. I, I truly think it is because it's okay to talk about drugs. It's okay to talk about smoking. It's okay to talk about drinking. It's okay to talk about sexual things, but it's not okay to talk about money in some communities and some cultures. And I scratch that myth. I think as you begin to level up and you start to get to new levels, you should be talking about money because you need to figure out how you're going to 
plan for your retirement? How are you going to plan for your kids' colleges? How are you, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to have those conversations. And again, that's something that if you're getting yourself in those situations, you need to be grateful for that because not everyone's able to get themselves there. And not everyone everyone realizes the importance of having those conversations, not from a boastful, boastful perspective, but more so from uh, helping you get better and helping you plan your financial future out. Um, and when it comes to money, kind of t- to relate back to what I was getting at and being grateful, I remember 2010, and those of you that have listened to my podcast the whole time, um, there was like 12, 15 of them out now. You know the story about the student loan phone call that I got. If you don't, you need to go back and find that podcast. Um, but with that podcast and even that situation in 2010, I started working three jobs. So UPS and most of, well, if you've heard these, heard that podcast, you know this, but I worked at UPS from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. Sunday through Thursday. I was working at Discover from 2.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, I was working 12 to 8 so I could get off in time to go downtown in Columbus, Ohio, and bartend at some of the bigger bars in the city, um, usually from about 9, 9.30 through 3 a.m., and that was Thursday through Saturday. So yeah, if you do the math on that and look at the times, that's not a lot of sleep, but that's what I felt I needed to do to get by at that time just based on my student loan amount that I needed to pay along with my bills. And I do remember being miserable and I do remember praying, wishing, dreaming that I could work one or two jobs and make the money I needed to pay my bills. And now I'm in a situation where I I think I am grateful for the position I have, but I don't think I really am intentional about reflecting like, wow, remember you worked three jobs just to get to where you're at now? And that's where it kind of ties into what I've said in some of my other podcasts, the process is more important than a product. If I hadn't been put in a situation where I had to work those two, three, two or three jobs at a time, I wouldn't have the work ethic. I wouldn't have been able to go through the struggle and understand that, you know what, if you, if it's important to you, you can push yourself on the fumes. You know, you can stay up 24, 32, 48 hours. And I'm not encouraging this. Don't do this intentionally. Like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and Stay up for two, three days in a row. No, sometimes you get yourself in situations where you have to do that stuff to get out of the situation that you're in and you want more for yourself. Sometimes you got to do more. You got to be smarter. You got to work harder. And sometimes you got to do both of those things. Um, But again, those are things that I remember praying like, please, I don't want to do this anymore. I did that for probably four or six months that I was praying I had one job and I was able to, to get to a place with help from others and also obviously faith get me to a place where, yes, I can have one job. Now with my one job, do I take it serious? A thousand percent. I put, I I, I put my heart into it. Um, and do I work 40 hour work weeks? Uh, Probably not. It's probably closer to 50 and that's by choice. I enjoy leading people. So even when I'm not on the clock or at work, clocked in, punched in, I'm still doing leadership reading. I'm still doing things devoted to my craft. And that's leadership, as we had talked about in the last podcast. And again, these are all products of the process. But again, these are things that I'm very thankful for that I used to wish and dream about. And as I I look at other people and I've seen them quit in the middle of the process. And I think that's it's challenging for me to watch people when I look at the growth and like I said, just being grateful they quit. And I think they quit because they weren't grateful for the things they had 
They were more looking for the things they wanted to accomplish. And I think we all can, we all actually, we're all guilty of not looking at what we, what we've already accomplished and what we have, but just stressing and being over anxious and having a sense of anxiety towards the things that we want and desire. And that, that'll steal your joy. And that'll probably drive you into, and I, I admit, I think I used to be depressed, um, Still haven't got to a point where I'm comfortable talking about that. My sister can tell you about it, though. Um, But, you know, you don't look at what you have and be grateful for it. You're consistently chasing what you don't have. And I think that's that's a that's a tough situation to be in. Um, But as you go through life and as you go through your process, I encourage you, whether it's a daily thing, whether it's a weekly thing, a monthly thing, a quarterly thing, however you want to do it. Make sure you take the time to look back and be grateful for the things that you've been able to accomplish, um, achieve, you know, all those things that you, you, you prayed for that now you have and you take for granted. And if you're not reflecting on those things, you're not you're not even helping yourself get to some of your other goals that you have. And one of the things that I want to be very, very, very transparent about is just because you're grateful for the things that you have, that does not mean get complacent. I think as you continue to progress, you should be grateful for what you have. And you should also have goals that you're chasing or that you want to accomplish. A lot of those goals will be bigger than you. So it's not selfish. Um, but don't get complacent because I think even getting complacent, you'll start to lose that sense of value and accomplishment when you do reflect. That's why I think it's it's awesome. It's great to be ambitious in an overachiever and chase goals and get your wins so that you have those opportunities to reflect and say, wow, look at this stuff that I used to dream about that now I do every single day. I do, you know what I mean? Those are things that, those are wins and you've got to celebrate your wins. You've got to be able to, to be proud of yourself because you don't always have other people clapping for you. <laughs> Make sure you're clapping for yourself. And I think just along those same lines, when I'm talking about being grateful and it doesn't mean being complacent, There's some things there that I encourage you to, if you haven't built it or instilled it in yourself yet, I want you to get to a place where you're looking at these things every day. So if you got to write this down, write it down. If you want to replay this portion, replay this portion. And if you're listening to it on iTunes or anything like that, it's easier to fast forward, rewind, anchor. I don't know that you can do it, but um, stay hungry, like continue to, to strive, try to get more you know, make yourself happy, make others around you happy. So you can continue to have time to reflect on, yes, I was able to accomplish this. I'm grateful for this. Um, Stay coachable. You know, it's, it's tough to get wins if you're not coachable. And a big piece of coaching or being coachable is listening. You have two ears, one mouth. You are two times better listener than you are a talker. Shut up. Listen, be coachable, keep learning. That goes along with being coachable, like keep learning. Have a, have a spirit of learner in you, even if you don't have it yet. I didn't, fin- I didn't read, I take that back. When I was a kid, I did the Randy's Readers program just because I got to go on a basketball court with Randy Ayers and the Ohio State Buckeyes. But outside of that, I don't think I read a book until I graduated college. My, pe- my people, my friends, associates, People that know me, watch me on social media or see my stories on social media, whatever. I read every single morning now. I'm a bookworm. I love to read. It's a hobby of mine. 
continuously be a learner. Like you can learn something from everyone around you if you choose to. And I encourage you to do that because it makes you a more well-rounded person and you can have a more diverse perspective when you're having conversations with people about challenging items. Um, Have faith. Have faith. I mean, I think for me personally, I've had conversations around this like, Zoe, what changed for you? What changed for you? How'd you start to progress through life or how'd you start getting these wins, these accomplishments? And as I told you in 2010, I had three jobs. I've been grinding like that. That's not the secret to success all the time is grinding. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a part of it. It's not a secret. You know, you got to work hard to get things that you want. But for me, I felt like the turning point or when my life started to change. And like I've said before, life's not always perfect. I'm not always happy. Last couple weeks, three, four weeks been rough. But at the same time, there's still good spots in every day. And there's there, like I said before, I can't let a bad five minutes or a bad hour or even a bad five hours ruin my whole entire day. So have that faith. Understand you're going to be challenged. You're going to have setbacks, but have faith. And I promise you, if you have faith and you get yourself in the word and you literally seek a relationship with God, your life will change. Like it, it may not change immediately, but it definitely will. Like it's, it's not even up for debate. I'm a thousand percent confident in that. And the other thing is just be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for what you have. It's, it's, it's an accomplishment, whether it's an accomplishment from a month, a year, a week ago, look back at some of these things that you've been able to, to overcome and get to a better spot and reflect on that. Be grateful for that. Don't dwell on it. Don't, don't let that be your life story. Cause like I said, in one of my Instagram posts or my Snapchat posts, make your future brighter, brighter than your past. So even if you've accomplished a lot, go get more, help someone else, help someone else get to where you're at. So I encourage you guys Continue to go, be be uh, be ambitious, but at the same time, be grateful for what you've been able to accomplish. Be grateful for the things that you used to pray, wish, and dream about. Uh, with that said, I'm going to wrap it up. I guess my message for for Wednesday, Hump Day, start calling it Wednesday. W I N S D A Y. Stop referring to it as Wednesday. W E D N E S D A Y. Nothing but wins on Wednesday. Be great. I appreciate your time. Think about it.